time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. Hey, this is Lee Balkum, and this is the Thrivology Podcast, the podcast that I've now been doing for a number of years about how to thrive in life. And, and one of the ways that I've worked through this podcast is to actually podcast my writing, to, to write as I'm going through this process. It's how I've written several of my books, by podcasting an episode, getting feedback from you and uh, listening back and, and going through that process to enlarge that, to get to the place where I've got something coherent, hopefully, for you to read through as it all fits together. And we're doing that again. I'm working now on uh, what I'm calling a Thrive Code, the Thrive Code. And that Thrive Code is giving some kind of the code behind thriving. If you think about computer code, you know, there are certain elements of that code. There's certain pieces built into that languaging in, in computer language. It's the code that runs your system. And so everything that's going on in your system, everything else that's running, runs through that code. That code clarifies what actions need to happen in the midst of any program. And so it's kind of like that. Now, I didn't make it clear last episode, but that was one piece of the Thrive Code of challenge, of, of, of seeing life as a, a challenge that we go through and of taking on those challenges, of looking at how you take on the challenges in your own life, as well as how you challenge yourself. And one of the things that I, I wanted to make it clear in that distinction is the difference between the challenges that come upon us unrequested, unbidden, <laughs> and the ones that we create for ourselves. There, there is a difference in that. I'm much more receptive and happy about the challenges I set forth for myself. So there are the challenges that you know we can set up for ourselves. For instance, maybe you have some goal of fitness and you choose a challenge to get there. Maybe the challenge that you're working towards is a marathon, right? And so you're building towards that. That's a challenge you're taking on. It's a little different than when life sends us a challenge, Something happens in a relationship or something happens in your health or something happens in your work life or, or somewhere else in life. Some natural event happens and it's a challenge. So, yes, there is a difference between how we take those on. But the fact is they're both challenges that have come upon us and we still have to deal with them. It's not like we only get to choose the challenges we want. We have the challenges that we get and we work through, we basically build the muscle strength of taking on challenges by the challenges we choose that are then there for us when we're ready for the challenges that just arrive on their own. Which brings us kind of to the second piece of the challenge code. And the second piece is about control. The first is challenge. You'll notice a C structure is emerging here. The second one is about control. What do we control in our life? And the fact is that we don't have control over lots that we would like to control, like those challenges that arrive on our doorstep unasked. I get to choose, that's within my control, to choose these challenges in my own life. Maybe uh, I'm taking on something now, for instance, my rucking, where I'm putting weight on my back in a backpack. That's the rucking thing to walk. 
with more and more weight in my back. That's a challenge I've chosen to take on. And that is in my control. Every morning I get up and I get to choose, am I going to put on that heavy backpack or not? It's within my control. It's within my actions. And we're going to talk more about that in just a minute. So control ends up being a very important part of our Thrive Code. Because if we're making the control mistake, the control error, we're going to have problems. In fact, one of the things that I have done working with people is looking at where they are stuck. And almost always, the stuck point includes them making the control error. Now, we humans like to have control. I mean, there's just no way around that. It's just a fact of human existence that we like to have control. And sometimes people say, you know what? I'm not like that. I don't try to control things. Ironically, I watch as they tell me that and they proclaim it so loud that they are almost trying to control their giving up control. One of the things I pointed out in my Save the Marriage system is that when somebody tells me that their spouse is controlling them, I have to point out that they're allowing themselves to be controlled. Uh, With rare exception in our world, that's the case. I mean, we still have uh, some places where people are being controlled, but for the general population in their day-to-day existence, they're not being controlled unless they allow that to be the case. So one of the big pieces is how we work on this place of control. So what is the control error? I've named it a couple of times already. What is the control error? It's simply this. We try to control the things we cannot control while failing to control what we can control. I see this every day when I'm working with people. You know, people trying to control their kids, their spouse, their, their employees, um, their lifestyle. I mean, there's so many things they're, tr- they're trying to control, all of which are not in their control. So just for a moment, imagine all of your concerns around you. Now, I just have come through the holidays and we had all of our family here and I was very clear that we have concerns, right? And, and those concerns are tied to important relationships. I'm concerned about the well-being of my kids. I'm concerned about the well-being of my spouse, of my parents. I'm concerned about the well-being of my extended family. I'm concerned about that, right? It concerns me. And if something is happening, if somebody is sick or struggling or have a difficult time, that is a weighing concern. But we have concerns around us. Maybe you have concerns about what's happening in the political world or uh, concerns about what's happening with the pandemic or concerns about what's happening with work, with so many things. Inflation, I mean, weather, you know, what's going on with climate change. I mean, all those things are concerns around us. But we don't have control of them. I can't control my kids. I've never been able to. And that's not a statement of saying they're out of control as much as a reality (laughs) that we don't control our kids. My kids are adults, but I was well aware of it when they were children that I couldn't ultimately control their behavior. I could react to their behavior, right? I could have something to say about their behavior, but I couldn't control it. 
So when I've talked about this in different presentations, people will come up and tell me that they can control their child. Their child will act the way they tell them to. And I try to point out that I'm not making a philosophical statement about control. I mean, I am, but that's not the primary thing I'm talking about. At that point, I'm really talking about the practicality of it. It's the reality of life that you can't control your kids. So, for instance, I had a person who came up and said, you know, I will control my kids. No, no, no matter what you tell me, I'm going to control them. I said, okay, well, like what? Well, my kids are not allowed to lie to me. Okay, that, that, I mean, that's a great desire for our kids to be honest and truthful for us. But what if your kid tells you a lie and you don't know it's a lie? I mean, they've told you the lie, so they have already broken that and you don't even know it. Or another person said, my kids will be honest with everyone around them. That's just a rule I have. To which I simply said, how do you make that happen? How do you patrol that? What happens when they're with their friends, you're not around, when they're with a teacher, you're not around, or even with you and you're not aware, you don't know, and they're dishonest. Yes, you can punish them for being dishonest, but they've already done it. You haven't controlled their behavior. I mean, that's kind of the the irony of our whole legal system. People say it's to control people's behavior, and yet it's always after the fact. Right? People are f- running into legal trouble after the fact. So the legal system is actually responsive to actions, not preventative of actions as we, we see. Maybe some people are deterred from doing it. But the interesting thing is when you're deterred from an action, you're still choosing. You're choosing to be deterred, right? And so right off the bat, let's just note that it is impossible to control other people's actions. It's also impossible to control their emotional state. It's also impossible to control what they want out of life, their dreams, their hopes, their aspirations. It's not within our control. So when we make the control error, we spend an inordinate amount of energy trying to control that which we cannot control and interestingly fail to control what we can control. So there are these pieces that are not in our control. Other people, as I've already pointed out, we also don't control the weather. We also don't control the politics. Yes, you can vote, which would be an influence, but it's not control. You don't control you know, your health. I mean, yes, you can eat well. You can do everything right and still get sick. So you don't have control over that. You don't have control over your pet. I mean, at least I haven't found myself to be truly in control of my pets. I can punish them for their actions, but when they take an action I don't like, they're just proven that I can't control them. And, and so slowly we begin to realize that there's a lot out there that we would love to control as individuals that we cannot. And once we strip all of that away, that leaves us with what we can control. Now, here's the interesting thing. There are only three things you can control. Only three. That's it. Just three. And, and so on the one hand, you go, wow, that's all I've got. The other way you can look at it is, wow, that's all I've got to worry about. That's all I've got to focus on. My three areas of control. I've just got to take over where I haven't been in control of those th- three things. 
So what are those three things you can control? It's three A's. Aspiration, attitude, and actions. That's it. Now, notice I didn't say you could control your emotions. You can't. Emotions will pop in and out based on what's going on. But we can notice that our emotions are often attached to our thinking. And we have some sense of control over that. Notice I didn't say we could control our fears. You can't. You're wired for fear. It's going to be there. You can decide how much energy you're going to give your fear, but not whether the fear shows up or not. So those three things, aspirations, attitude, actions. So let's break those three things down so you understand what each one is, allowing you to step into control. Let's start with aspiration. Your aspiration is what you want in life, what you aspire to, what you're hoping to get out of life. Now, notice I said you have control over choosing the aspiration, not whether you obtain or achieve the aspiration. So we kind of have to be careful on what we aspire to to make sure that we're leaving that within our place of control. Somebody could say, well, I aspire to be president. That's an aspiration. You can't make it come true. I might say, I aspire to have a best-selling book. That's not within my control. What is within my control, down to the last day, the action of writing the book, but not whether it's a bestseller or not. I can aspire to uh, have a certain kind of house or, or a car or anything else or vacation or anything else I want to go on. I can choose all of those things as my aspirations, but I don't guarantee that I'm going to get there for lots of different reasons that get in our way, but we get to choose the aspiration. And here's the thing. Nobody can choose that for us. I've spent a lot of time in an office where somebody else's aspiration for somebody was getting in the way. I've had people who have become doctors and attorneys and executives who did that because it was the aspiration of somebody else. A parent had that aspiration for them. They never had it, which meant that when they finally got there, they realized it's not what they wanted. I've had people who have married somebody because it was the aspiration of their family, but not theirs. And suddenly they hit the wall of realizing that. I've seen people who have done so many different things in life that were living out somebody's aspiration until it ran out of gas, until it ran its course. So you can allow somebody to give you their aspiration, but recognize that it's still not your aspiration. You're just living within theirs. This is what happens when we try to control what we can't by trying to make somebody else's aspiration your aspiration for them. So our own aspiration, we get to choose. Now, just because you choose it doesn't mean you're going to get it, but you can choose to move in that direction with that last A of action. What's in between? We'll get to actions in a minute, by the way. The in-between that you can control is your attitude. Now, let me be clear here. 
this is not where I think you should always get up in the morning and have a positive attitude and a positive outlook. I mean, that's great. I know people who bound out of bed with a positive attitude and uh, keep it up. My father uh, is a an optimist to a fault sometimes, but he's an optimist, a, a genuine optimist. He thinks the best and gets up in a good mood whistling and pretty much lives the day whistling. And that's his attitude. So we get to choose that. But what we get to choose of it is the piece of the attitude of will I keep moving forward. That's my attitude I'm really talking about. Can we choose the attitude of I will figure this out? Not I will always be in a good mood. Not I will always love what comes my way. I mean, you can aspire to that. But the real piece of the attitude that we get to choose is are we going to get stuck in the I give up? We choose that. I mean, that's that's the tough one for people to realize is when they say, you know, I give up. I'm not going to work on this. I'm just going to walk away. They've chosen that attitude. We also can choose the attitude of I'll figure this out. I'll keep moving forward. Now, let me also say there are times when we have to say, I'm letting go of that. that. That piece of the attitude, I'm letting go of it, is absolutely a piece of life. Sometimes people keep pushing against something that cannot change, and they keep insisting that they will figure it out, that they will move forward, and sometimes we have to choose to say that won't work, that won't happen. I worked with uh, an executive whose company had long ago lost all traction. There was no way, just based on the numbers, the market, or anything else, unless something drastically changed about not just their approach, but their, their whole underlying assumptions, that they could move forward. And yet, he kept saying, I will figure out how to get this forward. It was a great attitude. But the reality was getting in his way. And so eventually he had to say, okay, I've got to choose another attitude. My attitude of I'll let that go and move to something else. That's still choosing your attitude. Now, let me just say that when I say those are within our control, many people don't act like they're within their control. Aspirations, they don't feel like they can choose their aspirations, so they don't. Attitude, they don't feel like they have control over that, so they don't. You can choose your attitude. You can choose your aspiration. But where all of that fits together is in the last thing you can control, your actions. What you say and don't say. What you do and don't do. There are times for actions and there are times to choose not to to act on the exact same thing. You can probably think of times when you need to move forward and other times when you need to hold back. And either one can be correct. Now, here's the problem with our control of actions. Many people cling to the I couldn't help what I did belief. But it's always a choice. Always a choice to choose our actions. Always. So I had a person in my office who was just berating his wife. It was very hostile towards his wife, very angry. And and I looked at him and I said, you know, you're you're choosing this. And he said, I'm not choosing this. My wife is making me act this way. 
So we, we kind of explored that for a while. And I said, now, the way you're acting right now, you know, the way you're talking to your wife, the, what you're doing, if you guys divorce and you go to court and you're sitting in front of the judge, are you going to act like this in front of the judge? And he looked at me horrified and he said, of course not. And I said, why not? And he said, because the judge, I'd probably get in trouble. The judge would not like that and I'd probably get in trouble. And I said, so you just proved that you actually are controlling this. It is within your control. If you could choose not to in court, you could choose not to here. The fact is that many times when we cling to the I can't help it, it's because we don't want to help it. <laughs> we want to be able to choose to act in a certain way. So how does this all fit into thriving? Well, when we realize that we are choosing our actions, we can be clear about the choices we make. We can choose not to do something or to do something. But to recognize that we're actually making that choice is an important piece. And part of the Thrive Code is recognizing that you're making the choices about your aspirations, your attitude, and your actions, even if you don't recognize it before then. Even if that's the first moment you go, oh, I am making those choices. Once you realize it's a choice, you can actually choose. So the first piece is realizing what's in your control and what's not. So what's not in your control, you can let go of. What is in your control, you can focus on and decide if you're making the choices you want or letting it happen by default, still being a choice, still being in your control. You're just choosing to abdicate that at the moment. Now, there's a third little area that is about influence. The way we make the choices in control can influence those around us. We can't be assured that it's going to influence. For instance, back to my person who said, I'm going to insist that my kids be honest. By living an honest life, she may be teaching a lesson to her kids about being honest that will influence who they grow into. We don't control who our kids become, but we can influence who they are and how they see the world. It's part of the task of parenting of how to influence to move them in a direction you think is helpful, not to control them in that direction. The same is true in the rest of life. So we can influence, but I want to be clear about that. Influence is, to use the kind of the technical term, agnostic, meaning it doesn't care if you are uh, influencing good or bad. The way you act can influence someone to the better or to the worse. So having influence is agnostic, which is why it's so important for us to make our choices in a positive direction so that our influence moves in a positive direction too. Just because you have influence doesn't mean that the best parts of you are going to rub off. I had a family situation. I was talking uh, to a whole family unit and the kids had been acting out and, and had just been uh, harsh with some friends and overly competitive and uh, had, had just not been really good, been cheating at sports and, and all kinds of things. And we were talking about it, and the parents said, this is not how we raised you. And I turned to the kids and I said, would you agree or disagree? 
And all of them said, no, we disagree. We're doing exactly how you raised us. You taught us to cheat, to be dishonest, to get ahead. You said to win at all costs. And the parents realized that even though they believed that they were instilling the values by what they were saying to the kids, how they were living was influencing the kids much more. Influence comes from our control. But I'm just to note, you don't always control the influence that you create with somebody else. So where do you focus? Still back to control. Living life the way you believe. So why does that matter in terms of thriving? Three things. Energy, efficiency, and effectiveness, which I think are important in life. You've only got so much energy. If you spend all of your energy trying to control things that you cannot control, it doesn't leave a lot of energy for dealing with what you can control. So we focus our energy where it matters. The second one is efficiency. If you're trying to control all these areas of life and you can't, you're not very efficient in your life. You're not spending your energy where you should. Efficiency comes by going, this is where I have the most impact. This is where I want to spend my, my space, my energy. And the, fact, the last one is effectiveness. When we try to control other people, for sure, we're very ineffective. In fact, it's one of the biggest areas of our being ineffective because people resist being controlled. So we become effective by living our life from a higher place. We become effective by moving in a way where we do have control, where we can be uh, effective, efficient, and place our energy in the right place because we're spending time controlling what we can. So Thrive Code number two is about control, controlling what you can, your aspirations, your attitude, and your actions. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you work to build your thriving life. listening to the Thriveology podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thriveology.com or at thriveologymagazine.com. Remember that Thriveology is spelled T H R I V E O L O G Y. It's your life. Time to live it.